Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights tribute episode. Bruce Souter, never met Bruce Souter, but sad day, passed away younger than me, as I make note of that. But certainly I saw him in his prime and he, he was a force. He was a feared reliever for <laughs> any of the people that were rooting for the teams that he was not on as Cubs and Cardinals and Braves, like me being a Pirate fan in those days especially, Bruce Suter was uh, truly a closer and a great reliever and worthy of the Hall of Fame. Although I will say this, he needed to make it when he made it. And I'm glad he did. I think he's very worthy. One of the things I look at is even though he was a reliever, he finished in the top 10 of MVP, not just Cy Young. He d does have a Cy Young, but he had MVP votes for most valuable player, regardless of position, six times and uh, top 10, five out of those years. That's very strong. Again, relievers have come on strong. We now have a new way of evaluating them. It's not just saves. There's lots of other metrics, but by any metric, I think in the day, he was a preeminent reliever. Uh, I want to thank my sponsors, Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. I was just on a podcast with Danny, which will come out pretty soon. I just talked to him yesterday, and he was lamenting that pitchers get no respect in the hobby. If you think pitchers get no respect, relief pitchers even less. In terms of cards, and again, one of the things I've said is that do you go to the ballpark to see that person, whether that's football, basketball, or baseball, or hockey? Who are the must-sees if they're coming in from out of town? And usually relievers are not that because they don't get in every game. But he got in a lot of games, finished a lot of games. Certainly famous for his split-finger fastball, which is in action with one of my favorites growing up, Roy Face, who was a smaller guy but really was a very effective pitcher and especially reliever. Again, ahead of the times when people were just specialized into only save opportunities, but Roy Face was was great. And we're real cog within the Pirates of the late 50s and, and early 60s for sure in his prime. So his rookie card is 53 tops, actually a high number, very tough. You can't compare across eras. Bruce Souter, rookie card in 77. One of my sports card insights for today in tributing Bruce Souter is that I think 77 is the begin. not, it, 78 does not make junk wax, but 77, I think there's a distinction between 77 and 78. I think 78 is much more prevalent than 77. And uh, so the rookie cards of 77 are, to me, better than 78. Vintage, if it stops in 79 or 80, I could make a case that it stops in 77, except that's hard to remember. But again, 77, I think a, a much tougher set, a condition, quality control was not so great in the 70s. So you'll see quite a premium on his rookie card for mint or gem mint. But the split finger fastball is not the same as the fork ball that I tried to pitch when I was a little kid because I was in Pittsburgh. Roy Face was throwing a fork ball and my fingers are not I don't have a small hand, but I think you need a really big hand to be able to get your fingers, especially the fork ball, and it, it hurts your fingers to do it. Split finger fastball, not quite as much, but both of them have the same effect, I think, is that the bottom drops out. It's thrown with the same motion as a fastball, and it just dives at the plate if you're doing it right. So I never had to hit against split finger or fork balls, but I experimented trying to throw them in my sandlot days, but left-handed, I was pretty erratic. I wasn't really a good pitcher. 
I had sidearm, I had submarine, I had overhand, I had all those things, but it just wasn't very accurate. And I'm not sure I threw the ball that hard either. One of the problems, I'm doing eBay now with some of these player lots that I have, and I just I always mentioned that I got 100 Jose Canseco's just for sake of example. What if I had 100 Bruce Suiters? It's a problem for these guys, similar to maybe Eckersley, is that anybody that came up in the mid Late seven, Eddie Murray would be another one, Ozzie Smith even. Anybody that, that got a running start in their career in the late 70s, early 80s, a lot of those 80s sets, and especially the early 90s, are just not respected, especially for base cards or any other kind of in-action or all-star cards for these really good players. And so I find that when I'm trying to sell these lots on eBay, I just really have to mark the price down, even though... Again, the players are good, but just the years that they fall, and I think people certainly know that, is that Suter played from 76 up through 80. Again, we think of the junk wax being the late 80s, early 90s, but even those 80 sets, just people collected by complete sets, there's plenty of them out there of the base cards. And so I'm not getting a lot of interest in my Bruce Suter. Lots and his death, I don't think, I'm certainly not going to mark it up but I don't think it's going to send any extra demand in there. They make a big deal about how he never started a game, and I don't think that really matters. It just points out that the job of the relief pitcher was evolving as he came into it, and he would say that he really had great success when he had a setup man, when he had Dick Tidrow, who came in for seventh and eighth inning and allowed him to specialize. And I think that's when the save totals really went up. It's hard to judge relievers from different eras, pitchers from different eras, hitters even from different eras, because the, the way they're used. He was uh, just a really good pitcher. And I don't know that he would have pitched more or less, never having been a starter. I guess when you've got a kind of a trick pitch like that, you don't want to get it overexposed. Plus, I think he had arm trouble at the end. And I think that's a lot of that's from those Elroy face, same thing. You're throwing this thing and you're throwing it hard, but it's slipping through your fingers. It's just a different kind of thing. So I don't think there's going to be a big run on Bruce Suter. As I said, his main card would be his 77 Topps rookie card. And finding it in great shape is probably a good find. He's got some other team issue things and other Topps cards through the years. But again, like I said, when I do my eBay lot of 100 Bruce Suters, nobody's going to be beating down my door for that even now as he's being fondly remembered. So just It makes me sad that we keep losing these guys. And as I said, these are guys that are younger than me. Never met him on the show circuit. But again, uh, another icon bites the dust. And he probably paved the way for a lot of these other relievers. He wore 42, Jackie Robinson's number. And so that has been league-wide retired. But maybe that's some additional distinction there. Thanks, Bruce Suter. Thanks for uh, your excellence on the mound and for your uh, worthy Hall of Fame status now. You'll never be forgotten in that sense. And you paved the way for other uh, relievers and other specialty pitch guys. I hadn't heard from any super collectors for Bruce Suter, but I'm sure there's some out there. And there's certainly lots of Cubs and Cardinals and Braves fans who would love to have some of his good cards. So he's on my Wall of Fame and he'll continue to be there rest in peace, Bruce Suter. And thank you, everybody. We'll see you again tomorrow. I want to apologize for being out of town. <laughs> I meant to do this earlier because I got the news. And again, just better late than never. So belated tribute to Bruce Suter, one of the true Hall of Famers. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow with another episode.